Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Passages are waiting flight 0 h 146 That's flight 0 h 146 Please approach the gate. Your flight is now ready for boarding. Yeah. You're listening to the Out of Home Podcast. Are you locked into the Out of Home Podcast? You're listening to the Out of Home Podcast. Featuring Kieran, Kwame, Yah, and Stephen. You and them boys are crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. What That's you saying? Work, <laughs> Boy, it's so interesting that like you're over there in Amsterdam, and you were here last week in London. I feel like you're you're like the global. I'll give a rest, man. You're the global ambassador of Out of Home at the moment. However, you are sitting right next to your running mate, the Brixton bully. Who has it's come back dog. from it's his bull, campaign trail? It's Morgan. It is. It is bull. It is. I've printed. Uh, thanks to Kwame, I've printed a lot of flyers that say Brixton Bulldog. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of investment has gone into those flyers. I can't believe you called me Smears Morgan, but we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, <laughs> um, if you are tuned in right now uh, and you are a frequent visitor to the Out of Home Podcast, the show brought to you by. For Londoners. Or frequent frequent flyer. flyer. I like that. Quite like that. I like that. If you are a frequent flyer on Out of Home Airlines, you know what it is. It's your boys, Kira, Kwame, Yaf, Stephen. We are actually out without Kwame today, who is preparing for his big day on Friday. But we are four Londoners capturing and sharing stories of inspiring people while sharing our own. And if you are a new listener, welcome. Welcome. Checking your luggage. (laughs) For real. Checking your luggage. Stephen, that is not a warm one. <laughs> <laughs> no, just like... Collect you know, your ticket. Donation, innit? It's like, where have you been? Okay, yeah, there Collect your right. ticket and uh, join us in the flight department lounge. Um, but we are um, really excited because we've been selected by Apple Podcasts to be part of their Spotlight feature, which is... Yes, we have. Yeah, man. Congratulations, boys. It's like, what, year three now? And, um, yeah, it, it was quite a, a cool thing to be, like, their first UK spotlight, which is something that's been running in the US for a while. And, you know, you saw our faces, Stephen, without a beard on Apple Podcast's homepage, which is I dope. Didn't wanna, I didn't want to go there. I didn't want to go there. <laughs> I, it wasn't me. At least, brother, at least you can see it wasn't me. I didn't want to go Right? But here, again, I'm going to ask you the question, where is your smoke for Kieran? <laughs> I, don't, it's, it's kind of, I, I was hoping we would avoid... This landmine. I would believe. I believe. Man sent for you bare times. I believe the smoke came. I believe the smoke came early on in this podcast. Not this one, but if you go back to probably like between episodes fourteen and twenty-seven, there's a diss track. Like Stephen literally opened the whole episode with a whole diss track for me, and I still haven't replied. So really and truly, he's either Drake in this situation, or. Chip, I don't know. Like you'd have to tell, you have to tell me, because I'm acting. Because you know what, lions don't hear or listen to sheep. So, wow, you know I mean? wow, well, that was an ode to the lion of Lambeth. All I can say is that uh, next week, next week I'll be. Um, <laughs> 
on a global stage. <laughs> on a global stage. So it's about picking your moments. It's about picking your moments. And I'll have time. I'll have time, Nixie. That's a too dangerous thing. A global stage and time. <laughs> Show, Showtime Steve will be back. Showtime Steve will be in full effect, I believe. Do you know what I'm saying? But um, a little thing about um, Spotlight Feature, it is, um, as I said, uh, something that Apple Podcasts do every couple of months where their editorial team uh, selects a podcast for you guys to come in, listen, be a part of the conversation. And they think that we are worth spending some time with. So, as I said, man, check your baggage in, collect your ticket, come sit with us, fly with us. This is our fun podcast. And you're in for a, a dope ride, I, I believe, man. This is... Yes, you sir. Get me, man. You get me, so I hope you guys all enjoy the show. And we're very grateful, man. We're very grateful. It's been, uh, as I said, a few years of us like just coming in every week, sitting down, chopping it up, and finally we get some new ears. And big respect Most for everyone that's been there every week. <laughs> from the very beginning of the journey. We still love you, and we'll continue to love you. So, Mandem. Yes, sir. Niceties out of the way. What are you saying, man? How are you? I like apples. I'm I'm just back reunited with this guy in his in his kingdom, and I'm reminded of how much of a joke man he is. Fighting talk, fighting talk for the lady. As as my as my incontinental visitor, happy to welcome you over. And um, uh, hey, Kieran. Glad glad you received my uh, invite of uh, black hoodies. Um, so great that you aligned there. And I uh, really just want to just want to show him around Amsterdam, just show him the beauty of the the EU. As you know, he has quite stringent um, migrate migration policies, and I'm just trying to open up his mind to a, a different lifestyle, different people, different heritage. So I'll be taking him on a tour of uh, Amsterdam, give him some bitter balling. It's like a local delicacy over here. <laughs> Um, Taking to Zaud Oost. I've had enough yeah, of you. A spiritual place. I've had enough you of you. Um, appreciate. So hopefully all of these you can take home and maybe just tweak some of those policies, which is what we're all about. Do you know what's the funniest uh, thing progress. about that little spiel that uh, the Brixton bully was given the line of Lambeth? Is that the Brixton bully has probably been in Amsterdam longer than the line of Lambeth. And the line of Lambeth has also left Amsterdam to come and join London or be in London, live in London, where he carries out the most of his operations. However, I doubt Stephen knows more <laughs> about Amsterdam than Yaff. Oh, mate. No, at the back of my hand. Strong point from you, Kieran. Um, Stephen, really Stephen can't get around Amsterdam without a map. <laughs> I just I just go by the positive vibrations, you know. Like you're just such a free spirit that is in Amsterdam that it feels almost counterproductive <laughs> to plan your way around the city. Just if you just open your hearts and ears, let the vibrations take you on a journey. And that's what I'm about, what I'm about people. You always it's have like an answer for something. You know your ears are always open, right? Like, you can't close your ears. <sighs> you can, you can. How? Tell, you can. Show, show me how you can close your ears. This is how you, those that don't listen <laughs> metaphorically have their ears closed. And what I'm trying to say is that I'm always open and receptive to information from all angles. There's always an answer. Bullshit, right? There's always an answer. That's what BB, Brixton Bulldog and Biggest Bullshit. That's what BB stands for. Ah, <laughs> uh, Guys, okay, um... 
Shouts out to Kwame, who's not here today. Yeah, big up, big, big up, big up. I heard man was um, doing his thing today in preparation. Printing Pappy, uh, Printing <laughs> Pappy, indeed. Printing Pappy, indeed. Um, but no, looking forward to the end of week. Looking forward to all of us linking up. Definitely. IRL as well, that's going to be sick. Um, Kieran, before we go off into it, I just wanted to let you know that Stephen's tried to quickly send for me. He's got two suitcases here. Right. And more importantly, a new backpack. A new backpack? A new backpack, yeah. So, like, he's graduated from grade school. <laughs> and now he's, like, he's joined... He's, this is at least secondary school. Back. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because Smears Morgan... Um, <laughs> Smears Morgan failed to... It's all, all up for calling me the Brixton bully, but no one wants to talk about the bullying... That I was subjected to to replace this bag. I innocently. Had I never. A humble I never bag. ever spoke about that bag. You might have laughed a few yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. Which At the jokes. The They're jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Smears, we all, all know about your. I wasn't the catalyst of you changing <laughs> changing your oh, bag. But, but, but you poured that kerosene in it. You poured that <laughs> kerosene on. Might not have started the fire, but you poured that kerosene on, oh, didn't you? Oh gosh. Maybe. Maybe, but, um, but but yeah, new 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 backpack for the lumbar support because as you know, it's really important. Get out of here. And um, <laughs> yeah, happy. And that's the type of person I am, willing to listen, ears open, and uh, act on the feedback that I was given. And that's just an example of how I listen to the people. I wonder if everyone would agree with that. But anyway, you spoke about being happy. Let's Love quickly that. transition. Um, we'll go into our weekly segment, What Made You Smile This Week. And Stephen... We would love to start with you, my boy. Why? Why? You just mentioned being happy. <laughs> um, this week, okay. Today is Tuesday. Happy. It's a running joke well, actually, on this you, podcast uh, okay, that Stephen what forgets what he does every fucking week. My, bro, my <laughs> like, thing is, are my... you actually being serious? No, right I'm just now? trying but to you think... ask what day is. No, I'm just trying to think when did the week start? So it's next week. I'm trying to remember. What I did next week, oh, I was doing like last week, Tuesday, like so I can recount. I hear it. The week. Um, You're a busy man. I, you got people to see, babies to. Oh, I know. I went. Kiss, I went to. I went to some concerts. Shake. I went to some concerts, and that was um, a good thing because it made me smart. It was Afrobeats. It's Fireboy DML, and uh, he brought out a host of like Nigerian talent and Fireboy and. Uh, Alua Ed Sheeran as well, uh, <laughs> our honorary brother was also also there, and uh, yeah, no, it was just it was just really good vibe. Shout out to Bizzle, uh, who who gave me the invite, so I got to go. Biz, to Bizzle him. as in Lethal will be. No, 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 not not Rari workout. Okay, a okay. different type of workout. You never um, know with you, you know. So I was just wondering. I'm no Yafri Downs, I'll tell you that. <laughs> oh, whatever cactus jack over here, bro. <laughs> Man, like Metatunde over there. Um, but uh, no, the vibes were good. The music was good, and yeah, it's so good to see like young Nigerian uh, artists coming through uh, because. Um, an unscrupulous individual. You like a, this word lately, you know? Yeah, in a prominent position, told me a year ago that Afrobeats was dead. Who, who told you that? Uh, I, I, can't, I can't disclose. I can't. Uh, if you pay for he's the never let go. If you this. take, if you pay for the uh, out of home after hours, then you can find out the name of this individual. So like and subscribe to find that. But for those 
people are just listening or oh, not paying. The story. Then someone told me that Afrobeats was dead. Uh, a I don't year think that ago. was quite what they said. That, that's, well, they they said that Afrobeats is is done. It's it's <laughs> over. Wasn't that actually mad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But well, so, are you sure they were so talking to... about Afrobeat and not Afro swing? Either way, swing, beat, <laughs> jam, the Afro is very much in. So it's it's all the more encouraging to see oh, where the industry has come after that premature diagnosis. Um, <laughs> sit alive and well, firsthand, was uh, a miraculous recovery that I was privileged, <laughs> privileged to be a part of. Um, so that, that made me smile. Sensational. Mm, so uh, pass it over to Smears. Well, we're, okay, let, let me let me address the elephant in the room here, guys. Where has this Smears Morgan nickname uh, for Kieran come from? I don't know. Every time he re- every time he reports on my campaign, he purposely will say the Brixton bully or biasly side with anything you do. So when we there's not a there's not a even coverage. One thing, okay. One thing I'll say about Kieran, he's very fair and honest man. Oh, he would. Thank, <laughs> thank you. Very fair and honest. Thank man. you. Thank you. Thank you. And oh, so the, the light, light, all the words of cash in your pocket. <laughs> <laughs> and so these, these bills are curious <laughs> day, what it is. So, so my man is just, he's just putting out what he's seeing, uh. isn't it? You know, <laughs> <laughs> they don't call me the line of line supply for nothing, bro. Coming to take over, fam. <laughs> Man's come to clean the money for key in, 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 in the Dutch version of truth, fam. Which is the irony of that as well. But I came to truth to clean the money. Oh, my God. Uh, but yeah, so um, Smith, what's been Smiz. making you smile, mate? No, 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 we're not, we're not sticking with this moniker. <laughs> <laughs> my, my name is definitely not Smith, but we will get into a little bit of that a little bit later. Um, what's been making me smile, man? Um, actually, well, last week I did speak about Kendrick, which I guess is is long, long and gone. I'd have to actually just say. Oh, today I went to go see Black Panther, which was amazing. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, man. Wakanda Thoughts forever. Without spoilers. Uh, ama- an amazing film. Uh, not as funny or as, as action-packed as the previous film, but a lot of drama, a lot of, like, like emotion that was put into that film. Um, yeah, right. And I felt like it, it, it really, like, was a beautiful film. So I don't want to spoil it. I, don't, I want like people to go out and watch it and enjoy it for what it was, but um, or what it is. But it was it was dope, man. I was really, really inspired. I, I I went went to the cinema this morning and I was like, do you know what? I feel <laughs> you're looking at me like this so morning. You went to the cinema this morning. Yeah, I went this morning. This morning. I went this morning. I went this morning. Kind of this morning by lunchtime. <laughs> <laughs> Dumbfounded. Um, anyway, and also just um, appearing on on Apple Podcasts uh, as a spotlight. Yeah, that definitely yeah. made me smile, man. Obviously, we've known it's been in the workings for a little bit, but um, to actually see it uh, on the channel when you open up your iPhone and go to podcast and see see the man, them it really put a smile on my face because, like everybody knows how 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 much work we put into making sure that we deliver content every week. And Thanks. it was just a, a really beautiful moment from, like, obviously starting this thing three years ago, like, maybe to the almost to the day, I think, uh, three years ago in Amsterdam. And to be on 
on Apple's Apple's channels was a was a, was a huge moment I think for us. And I think um, lately, what I've been trying to do a little bit more is just like um, be grateful for like things happening in the moment, and not like mm. looking for okay, we done that. What's next? It's like no, nah, look yeah. look how look at the journey. Look at how far we've come. So yeah, I've been doing that in all aspects of my life. So I just think gr- graciousness. And gratefulness has been like the thing that's been making me smile recently. How about you, Yaf? Maybe, bro. Thanks, bro. I really like that. Um, three things for me, I would say, plus one on the Apple Podcast feature. Defo. Like, so four st- things. Still need to, still need to post about that. We all need to. <laughs> we post do. About we that, need to put that on the on the socials. Yeah, no, it's a it's a big milestone, man. Because as you said, we do we put a lot of brain power into making out of home what it is and. I think this year has been the toughest year for us as a awesome foursome. 100. So, yeah, it's, it's nice to kind of close off the year with this, to be honest. It's a little bit of um, validation that we're still on the right path and we're still yeah. headed in the right direction. That was the first thing. Second thing, um, I need to clarify something from... I don't know if it was last week's episode. I think it's last week's episode. Uh, when Kwame mentioned the story of when I met that guy from Rotterdam in the club. Yeah. Do you, do you recall? Yeah, you said when you asked something to be your like Abby to be your wife or something like this. Yeah. <laughs> so a couple people were saying congratulations, um, saying, "Have I missed a major moment in your life? Like, are you and Abby engaged?" I love my dear girlfriend, lovely listeners, but I would like to confirm that we are not currently. And that made you smile. <laughs> no, no, no. What made me smile was the fact that me being a joke man and messing around and joking around with this guy um, has led to people thinking that I am actually engaged. So I thought that was quite funny. Um, But the story goes is we met a guy um, just out and was just running some jokes and I pretended that I wanted Abby to be my wife. And then when I saw the guy again the second time in the club, I pretended that I had asked Abby to be my wife and she said yes. And he felt like he played a major part in it. Congratulations, mate. Thank you very much. Thank you. Um, so that maybe, And then finally, and there's actually quite a nice segue into, I guess, the main topic of the conversation. Um, seeing Dave Chappelle's Saturday Night Live monologue. Yeah, I, mean, I forgot about it. forgot about that. Yeah. This, sure. this, this guy, is he's such a... I think Kwame said he's a cultural commentator. Mm. Like He's so good at dissecting things that are happening. He, like, really significant, important things. Yeah. You almost wait for and, him to, to comment, right? Like, yeah, yeah. he's like the voice of reason in mm, the community. Mm, mm, mm. Um, so to hear his take on everything that's happening in in that space, and when we say everything, we'll obviously get into it, um, was just quite refreshing. And I think there were comments on both sides about it being a positive and a negative. But I think the one thing that Dave Chappelle can always do is break the ice around a, a, an incident or a moment make it funny, make it relatable, but then obviously layer in a lot of moments of truth and um, fairness. Yeah, definitely, in it. definitely. So, uh, yeah, that, that, those are the, a few things that have been making me smile. But yeah, let's get into it. I mean, I know we had the little teaser last week, Kieran. Wait, just, just before, just before we get into it, because I know this conversation is going to, like, branch off and go into different places about, like, what's been happening. But I, I just want to, sh- I just wanted to share, just share this also probably made me smile, but it was like satirical. 
So I just want to talk about the house that Ferguson built, just quickly. Uh, the house. Is this what we, no, no. Is this what we do? <laughs> Why are you looking at me, just, bro? No, just, just, Why are you just, looking at me? Is this what we do? Just. What happened to this? This is not a cool podcast. Is this is what we're doing? I just, I, like I just want to touch on the house that Sir Alex Ferguson built, and its foundations can be crumbling down. So before when, before you on. go into that, no, 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 no. Before you go, to, I think our, our new listeners need to know. Kieran is a closet Man United fan trapped in an no, Arsenal fan body. No. So like, that's not true. Every, every every now and again, he feels the need to overly <laughs> dance on Man United or whatever's going on there, just to keep the ruse. It's not that true. He's an Arsenal fan. It's not. So every now and again, every quarter, we allow him to have this get it out of his system. So, Kia, over to you, Key. That is defamation to character. <laughs> and I will not stand for it. These are the lies that you can expect from the Brixton bully. This is sworn, sworn, te- sworn testimony and affidavit from a one Adil Nayas. And you trust him! <laughs> Who are willing to call to the stand. Who are willing to call to the stand. <laughs> I want... So, for the record, yeah, I have an affinity to... United, I'm going to go on record and say this, because of the class of 92. And I really, really, really grew up loving David Beckham. And that's it. I am an Arsenal fan, through and through, bruv. <laughs> I, <laughs> I am an Arsenal uh, fan. A and Arsenal was signed for Infinity, fam. <laughs> True Infinity and beyond. <laughs> 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 one, one, one anecdotal story before I go into the house that Ferguson built. <laughs> My first game ever was a Man United Arsenal game at the Theatre of Dreams, and we won. And I had to keep my little black ass we, quiet because I was. Can, can, can you clarify which side won? Uh, Arsenal won, but I was sat in the United fans. Was that the game when um, Will Todd scored? Is, oh, that was such an iconic. Yeah. And then can you jumped over him? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, bro, I was, I mean, there. He was wearing the, the gold Sega yeah, kit. I was there. I was oh, there. Oh, that game was iconic. That was your first Arsenal game. First Arsenal game. Wow. But mine was against Middlesbrough in the FA Cup at Highbury. Is that when we lost? This is not a football podcast, by the way. Just to let you know. It's not. <laughs> but I was part of the Junior Gunners. I thought could have fooled lit. me. Could have fooled me. <laughs> but but please proceed. At, at some point on was it Sunday? Or was it yesterday? Sunday evening. Sunday, Sunday evening. I get, like, a notification on Instagram. And I'm seeing the GOAT. The, 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 the GOAT, apparently. Cristiano Ronaldo. Tear down the house that Alex Ferguson built. Looking fly while he did it, fam. That trim. Bro. Shot. Do you know how upset you have to be to sit down with Piers Morgan a devout Arsenal fan and air dirty laundry about your club. That is ridiculous, bruv. Do you know how funny I found this shit? It was hilarious. Man was doing a real Princess Diana. God rest her soul. It was like Princess Diana talking to Martin Bashir, bruv. It was a tell-all. And we've only seen three minutes. It was a tell-all. Tell-all. Air your dirty laundry out on... It, bro, on his club, fam. There's no what's way. What's interesting, though, what's interesting is that obviously we all work in uh, cultural roles. Yeah. And for me, seeing that moment was just uh, really a reminder of like athletes exercising the power that they have. 100%. And I think 
Ronaldo's been upset since... Last season? Uh, yeah, since last year. Yeah. At the way the club's being run. And he's probably like, do you know what? In January, I'm leaving. <laughs> so let me at least try and save the club from itself by airing out the dirty laundry. What a way I, to go. <laughs> before I leave. What? He can leave and not, he's not really going to be... Not really gonna why be are you missed. upset him? He, <laughs> bruv, he's saying how much he loves the club. He's talking about... He obviously doesn't. disappointment. He obviously he doesn't, obviously, he obviously, he obviously doesn't. It's been about him this whole, this whole season. Man left the ball game whilst it was being played. Do you know how mad... You've been working in basketball too. Do you know how mad... Man, man, man left the arena whilst it was still going. How can you go to see Ronaldo and he's the first one to get home before you? never you, left a meeting man. before. Huh? You never left a meeting before. Um, not long as actively in. Man threw the chef underneath the bus. <laughs> he, threw, he, threw the, he threw the chef. He threw, he threw, he threw everything out. And Let's watch the 90 minute thing. No, the the irony Thursday, is Thursday. that they, they, they have redeveloped the facilities. Like, like they, they literally spent 200 mil redeveloping it. So, like, man was just chatting was just for the sake of it, just for, just for, and then, and, and it's, it's not very smart because I hope he doesn't go to Carrington because if you're going to cuss out the chef, like, next time you're going to eat the food there, I'm, I'm popping bare laxatives in your teeth. <laughs> you ain't going back, bro. I, I was just like, I was, uh, I was amused, but also ama- amazed at, the fact the Wayne Rooney thing was bizarre. That 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 was bizarre. Well, not necessarily when Rooney's had his fair share to say about Ronaldo. No, no, he, he actually hasn't. All he said was the team is better off when he's not there, which statistically is true. This season. Yeah. So he said this season they're better off without him, which is statistically true. Fair enough. And is that is that is that enough to warrant someone saying, "Oh, he he's annoyed because his career finished like early thirties." I'm still playing at a high level. Define high level because you only got three <laughs> goals this season. Well, you and, know what? And I'm not sure. I think Scott McTominay has more goals than you this season. So define high level number one, and then saying that you look you look better than him. I'm like, look, what, what, you're, you're, you're nearly 40, innit? The, the, the interview comes out Thursday. Let's, let's reserve judgment until of course, we see and of hear course. the full thing. I just wanted to I, touch I on think, it. I think Ronaldo has a lot of love for Man United and is using this as a moment to expose the inner workings behind the scenes that we're not necessarily privy to. That's my point of view. But... I'll reserve judgment. It's really, it's really, do you know what, like, and, and I think this kind of bridges quite nicely into what we actually wanted to talk to you today about, like, people in the public eye using their platforms or their reach to... Very good, Kieran. Very good. Very good. <laughs> Bro, I've been doing this for three years. Uh, international podcaster, baby. Um, but, like, using... <laughs> <laughs> but using their platforms to, like, say what they want to say um, using their voice and, you know, suffering the consequences of their, their actions. Obviously, we wanted to talk about Kyrie, but that also, to your point about Dave Chappelle, goes back to, like, what kicked this actually, like, this whole thing actually off with, with Kanye and the fact that he now is using his voice to say what he believes is right and suffering the consequences of those actions but to some people they believe that he said that to get out of certain things do you know what I mean so um, 
I think we should start with Kyrie and maybe get to Kanye because I think that's probably an easier conversation. Um, but, but go on. It's the wrong way around, no? Because it started with Kanye, which then, which then passed over to Kyrie. Actually, you are you are right. You are right. You are right. One expressed an opinion, and the other one um, shared shared right. shared something. And then the biggest thing is that um, the biggest takeaway is that freedom of speech is costly. But you know what? I do think we should start with Kyrie because the Kanye stuff has has been quite clear to everyone. The actions have have been. Quite we just haven't spoken about it. That's what I'm saying. Fair. So obviously, everyone who is yeah. anyone should know what's been happening mm. with uh, Kanye West. He came out on a uh, Drink Champs, which is uh, also a fellow international podcast. Shouts out to them, man. Shout out to them, man. Maybe we should do a collab podcast one day. One day. But um, came out and said some wild... Uh, do you know what? Who am I to judge? Who am I to judge? But if they offend a community, then it's wild to me. Yeah. Um, uh, particularly towards Jewish people and was obviously considered massively anti-Semitic. Mm-hmm. Uh, since then, has felt the full wrath uh, with Adidas cancelling their agreement with him. Yeah. Um, and then a bunch of others, a bunch of other like people who he had deals with. So the underlying narrative here is that um, Kanye's been on this mission for like freedom, creative freedom. And so that's why some people think that he did this intentionally so that he'd be released from those uh, right. contracts. And then, like, interestingly enough, it, it has transpired that some of those companies intend to use um, the designs yeah, yeah. that he came up with. So you think it's a move? You think it's a play? Um, I, yeah. It wouldn't, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if that's what he was thinking in his mind. He was like, yo, freedom. I had. So all... Very, the uh, underpinning of all of these things is freedom. Ronaldo apparently wants freedom from his right. contract. Um, Kanye wanted freedom from from his contract, and Kyrie got caught up in friendly fire. Isn't it mad that we're talking about multi-million slash billionaires here? You're talking about freedom, like isn't that isn't that ironic? It is it ironic. Is, um, creative freedom, but I guess it a little bit different. It, it's it's ironic in a sense that yes, to us they have. A lot of money, but also they are binded by contract and contract law. So, really and truly, no matter how much money, if you don't own a specific field, if you're not the owner of a record label or the owner of a fashion company or the owner of a football team, you're always going to be at the service of said owner. So, you're looking at like Kanye, Cristiano, Kyrie, and all of them, for one for one reason or the other, have felt like they don't have the freedom or do not feel like they're being treated in the way in which they believe they should be. And and then to purchase that point, there's no correlation between money and freedom. If I look at who the freest people in the world are, and it's Big it's fans. toddlers. <laughs> They ain't got no money and they can do whatever they want and say whatever they want, be whatever they want. That is that is the ultimate freedom. So I think freedom is really just out here for real though. Yeah, and then even and even like um because um so I was I saw an old man and as you get older, 
you regain that freedom. Man was just saying whatever he wanted, and yeah, it was just like so little fucks. Yeah, and it, and everyone's just like, oh, it's just been, it's just been. Like, he could do whatever he want, and it's fine. So I feel like there's no correlate. I don't think there's a correlation between money and freedom. No, I just think it's funny because there's a lot of people who probably would look at that, these people yeah. and think they're living the dream and blah 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 mm-hmm. blah blah, which they are probably are to to a big degree. But at the same time, I think it's just a, a very interesting message mm. you know uh, i do think yeah. kanye has burnt so many bridges that it's going to be tough for him to gain a level of freedom because at the end of the day you always need to work with people that's you true I mean? like whether it's factories to make your product whether it's designers whatever like the the, the industry can can like really do its best to cancel you if you've mm. if you've pissed them off so have to do what Akon did and start his own thing. So, so but I, I believe, I, I believe, I believe that's what he's kind of been on for like a few years. I mean, going off to Wyoming, trying to set up, uh, well, setting up Donda schools and Donda academies and stuff like this. Like, I do believe that before his outburst, he was on the track to st- starting some something really independent. I believe that he's probably... No, in fact, I know that he's gone about this the wrong way. But I feel like... I was listening to uh, Dame Dash's interview with... Uh, oh, it was so good. Yeah, Stephen Bartlett. That guy's very unique. Very, very unique. And I would implore anybody to go and, and listen to that because he has a, such a unique way of thinking. But he did say something about Kanye and says that he's not surprised. He's He doesn't agree with what he did, what he done. But he's not surprised with what he done because Kanye has always been a character who looks to cause some sort of disturbance or like shock and awe people. And yeah. it was like for me, like we have to know, like saying certain things about specific groups is wrong. Especially especially as black people. Do you know what I mean? Like you have to understand the um the gravity of what you're trying to say. And I don't believe that Kanye's a, a stupid man. I, I believe that he knew what he was doing. He and like I know he goes to say like when he said Def Con free, he meant it, he spelt it wrong and he didn't mean to do it that way. But I do feel like that could have been like a way of saying it to get out of that should he need that. Do you know what I mean? Uh I did look up what DEFCON meant, and I think it's a state of preparedness for for war, rather than it being in like actually going and killing people. Oh, but bro. even having that conv- like having that sorry to, just to finish the, the thought, but even having that like thought or saying those things is always going to cause some sort of detrimental effect to the group that has suffered from those those words and that that sort of like anger and aggression. I, I I definitely hear what you're saying and agree. My only um uh, my only issue <clears throat> with like people trying to make statements in society these days yeah. is when you make generalist comments. Exactly. That's my beef mm, with people. Mm. And we, we spoke about the other day, whether it's women saying that men are this or yeah. In this instance, a black man saying Jewish people are this. Yeah. If you've had a certain experience, I think you're very much within your right to speak about your experience um, 
with a community, but it doesn't it doesn't mean that your point rings true for the whole of that community. No, of course not. That's that's my and you know what? I feel like it's um I don't want to call it lazy, but I'm I'm really just not a fan of generalist blanket statements. And I think that's probably where Kanye has gone wrong in this instance, but yeah. also a lot of people can disconnect with others by making generalist comments because you you're, you're, you're kind of putting everyone under one umbrella, and mm. I don't think that's fair. I think you can speak on experience, but to put everyone under the same umbrella isn't yeah. fair. So I think nine out of ten people like definitely agree with that. Like, I think everybody agrees that it was wrong. But I go back to the statement, freedom of speech is costly. So he wanted... he knew, I think, to Keith's point, I think he had an idea of the cost, like what, what he would need to do mm. to get out of certain things, and he was willing to pay that cost, like, and I think the cost is everything, all the consequences that have come out. So it's like, you're free to say what you want, for sure, but the consequences of what you say are not free. Mm. And I think people need to, like, uh, un un understand, um, understand that recall. Like, yes, you can say what you want because that's free, but it, the consequences are not free. And... I agree with Key. I think for whatever reason in his mind, he mm. felt this was a necessary path in order to go to what yeah. is probably his phase two or three. And in time, it will maybe become a little bit clearer. Right now, nobody has any idea of why... Or time for him. This was... Like... It, it was necessary. Like, people from oh, the sorry? media... Like, all time for him. Like, people from that space don't have time for what he has to say. For so long, he's been uh, looked at as somebody who is... Like self, like self, self-proclaimed bipolar, but also looked at as mad. Do you know what I mean? There are a few people that probably will stick by Kanye, and people that will be by his side. I think because maybe they feel that um, what he's doing is necessary. However, I think there are ways in which you can you can have an effect without being so, like, as Yaf said, general about, like, people. Do you know what I mean? Like, and people... Is, and, is, sorry, go on. I was going to ask a question. I know we were making fun of, like, LeBron and his, like, um, his reading of uh, Malcolm X, but, like... Um, Who's we? I mean, Kim. <laughs> uh, but, um, but is... Um, is is this different to Malcolm X's approach to things? Um, no. I don't, I don't so think is so. It, is the era we're in different? Because I think, like, I think Malcolm X had a, a little bit sim similar. Would you say similar? Or you think that's... Similar by in any means approach. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, in terms of, I think he would, his generalization of white people back then, he was, like, he... I, I didn't get the feeling that he was willing to acknowledge that not all white people are the same. It was kind of like... Do you think it's, it's, it's different? As you were talking, it just struck me that this might be kind of very from the Malcolm X school of doing things. You would probably consider Malcolm X... Like, if Malcolm X was out right now, you'd consider Malcolm X... Uh, Malcolm X's words as hate, hate speech. And, as what, sorry? As hate speech. Hate speech. And, if, and okay. if, if we're calling a spade a spade or if we're... Do you know what I mean? If we're actually, like, looking at it. But I think given the time in which America found itself at, during the civil rights movement, I think 
black people needed somebody to shake them up and, and wake them up. Do you know what I mean? And that's not to say that, like, that's not to say that if it was today's right. day and age, like, we would say it was right, but there was, there was, a, there was, a, there was a need for it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, yeah. if you, like, every day, people, like, segregation, um, yeah. the, 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 the constant killing of black people, the, like, degradation of a community, and it was live. It was like, you weren't seeing black people thrive in the way in which it was now. And I think given his um, upbringing and the way that he lived and the things that he saw, and what he learned, that was his rhetoric. That was Malcolm X's rhetoric. Yeah, it's like what, what's Kanye pioneering right now? What like what is? Yeah, it's almost as though Malcolm X was defending and proactively trying to like stand up for a community. Mm-hmm. Maybe Kanye has a long term plan that he hasn't been able to articulate right. just as yet. Mm-hmm. But or, or to be honest, like has anyone listened to him since that drink, drink champs? Because I know he did something he, ironically got, with Piers Morgan. And he also had, like, a little segment, like, Harry Redknapp-esque, where he was in a car and, like, someone put a microphone in. He said, like, um, to be... But, yeah, no, he hasn't really um, divulged on what was saying from that. So I think, like, on Kanye, I think we agree that um, the approach was definitely uh, wrong. And we kind of seen, like, someone exercising their their power. And then... um, and then bringing it in from Dave Chappelle, I think the one line from SNL which like just had me was when he was like, kind of- Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. They got it so wrong. Even Kyrie was affected, and then yeah, got got in trouble. And then like, so like, we've gone from like someone who's really kind of like making a statement out there to someone now in Kyrie who plays for the Brooklyn Nets is a basketball player and has been uh, kind of an, a very pro-black advocate and a very kind of a spiritual personality. Uh, and he got in trouble for. Um, sharing a link to a, a book, I believe it was. A film. So a film, sorry, a film. A documentary. A, film, a documentary. And um, no, I believe that there was no text, no commentary. It was just literally sharing um, uh, the video, which later on people had uh, found to contain sentiments which are anti-Semitic. 
but this was a video that was widely available on Amazon. So, like, yeah. he offered a no commentary. He shared it, which obviously, um, if you're going to share something in a, as an athlete, then you need to be wary of what that is and that, you know, you sharing something is a form of endorsement. So, like, I, I agree from that one. He has a responsibility mm -hmm. to, like, if he's sharing something, to know what he's sharing yeah. and um, to do the due diligence on that. But I think then what transpired was he was asked to apologise, which um, he didn't. And then uh, later on, further down the line, things escalated and then he was hit with um, six things that he needed to do in order to achieve... Do we have a list of those six things? Uh, yeah. In the meantime, as I'm talking, someone can bring it up, but then like, these six things were supposed to be like the Adam Silver's uh, version of a road to redemption. I don't think it was um, Adam Silver's, though. No, I, he was definitely involved. Like, it was between Adam Silver and the Brooklyn Nets, like, okay. the combination... Um, I have came, ...came up with... Yeah. Do you want me to read them? Yes, please. Uh, so, so Kieran, yo. Before you do that, yeah. Yeah. So, so up until that point, so Kyrie's posted that link. Mm -hmm. There's been backlash. Mm -hmm. I believe he's been banned um, or suspended, right? For five games. Yeah. He's mm -hmm. been suspended. Yeah. And then, what is the requirement of the six things Kieran's about to read right now? Okay. So in order for him to be, oh, what like what is the purpose? Yeah. So it's for him Just for to, the clarity of so, listeners. Yeah. So it's for him to be able to come back to the NBA. So he's that, that five is there, and then like if he wants to play again, then he needed to do these um, six things. Okay. So he's, he's his career is essentially on the line. Yeah. So the six things that Kyrie was uh, asked to do to be reinstated into his team and into the league was to apologise or condemn the movie and or condemn the movie, uh, a 500k donation to anti-hate causes, um, sensitivity training, anti-Semitic training, meet with the ADL, which is the, uh, a, Jewish, the Jewish, a Jewish leaders group, and meet with Joe Sai. The leader, yeah, 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 to to demonstrate understanding. So, I I saw this afterwards, and before before like I thought about it, like I tried. First of all, I tried to download this film, and so I went to Amazon Prime, and it was on sale for fifteen pounds, right? That's a that's a tidy it's a tidy amount for to, to buy a film that came out a while ago when you can buy films that have just come out for 4.99 anyhow that's neither here nor there um so i tried to buy it i did buy it and i tried to to watch it just to have some sort of like understanding of where Kyrie was what he saw in it what and and have like just an open mind to just be like can i be ready for this conversation and maybe see, okay, that there, I get it. This thing, this is why people are going mad. Bruv, I got... Okay, do we have a name? I, I mean, if it is indeed an anti-Semitic documentary film, I don't want to shed any further light on right. it. Right. But does the name of the, or the title of the, or the, the title of work, does it give any indication as to what it could be? Yeah, no, it does. So, I think Dave Chappelle mentioned it on his SNL monologue. It, it's called Hebrews to Negroes. Right. And I believe so I believe 
I, I, I don't want to misquote or, or give any wrong information, but there are groups out there that believe that black people were the original Jews from the Bible and that the land in which they came to, I believe Canaan, was what God um, gave to them, but then they were, moved, they were pushed out, moved into Africa, and then sold as slaves to America or taken as slaves to America through the transatlantic slave trade. And this is this is why there are groups, the Hebrew Israelites, who believe, black people, who believe that black people are the original Jews. However, the Hebrew Israelites have come under um, scrutiny because there, there are factions of that um, group who are anti-Semitic in terms of spreading hate that, the Jewish people that now reside in the Holy Land are people that shouldn't be there and are um, are working to conspire against black people in the world. And this is where, like, the, the anti-Semitism comes from in, in that film. What I was going to say is this. I don't know how Kyrie Irving sat through three hours of this this documentary. I'm going to be... Really? I'm going to be real with you, bro. Like... I tried. Me and Now sat here. Shout out to my boy Now. We sat here and we were like, you know what? Let's let's try and be informed. Let's try and watch this. There is thirty minutes of title sequence. First and foremost. Oh God. The sound. You know, man's a sound man. You know, man's a sound man. The sound. Dead. I don't even know if they used a mic. It sounded like they were recording off an iPhone. Oh. The the actual like production of this film terrible so even if i like could get past that i couldn't like i couldn't even get into the meat of this documentary Artistically, just wasn't no bro like pounds, i was just know? like this 15 pound down the dr- i still need to get my money back you know, from like, now now you owe me some peas <laughs> you owe me some peas but um but yeah those, those are the those are the um the the list of um uh, requirements from Kyrie, and i think for me right the the, the thing that I, I, I finally kind of got my head to boil down to, and I wrote something, and I'll, I'll try and I'll read it if I can, if you don't mind. Um, I said, there's a difference between liberty and freedom. Uh, Kyrie is being made an example for all of us to see when we act beyond the tenements in, our tenements in society. It's no different to what we've seen throughout history, and it will continue. If Kyrie needs to apologize for sharing a documentary, which was still, which was and still available on Amazon Prime, how many television, newspaper, media executives, producers need to apologize for false, racist, stereotypical depictions of black and brown people across all outlets that have led to violence and marginalization? So you don't need to be smart to see the difference. Apologize to Josiah, who is the Nets owner, who allegedly funds allegedly funds Muslim genocide. White men get to walk free after killing people, our people, and this to me is just another lynching. I don't stand for any hate speech, but I do stand for injustice, which is why I know the Holocaust was wrong, but the treatment of marginalized communities continues to be swept under carpets and covered up to hide the truth is basically what I gathered from like this is this was me just thinking about like the whole situation because 
the demands... Because Kyrie apologised. Like, he did apologise. I think he was slow to apologise, but he eventually realised, okay, I've, I've disgruntled a community of people that was never my... That was never my... Um, Never, never my like intention, and he apologized. However, I think the demands now placed on him is to use him as an example to say, "Look, as as Stephen said, freedom of speech is costly, and it's very interesting." Okay, but <clears throat> what? <clears throat> clear my throat for this one. Um, scenario, yeah. Yeah. If it was a prominent white athlete. Mm-hmm right, who posted the link to a film that contained a lot of racist narratives. Yeah. How do we think the world is going to react? Yeah. Prominent white athlete. I, you know, I don't want to well, pick anyone. And, well, like, there's case studies, so we know how this goes. It'd be make an apology and maybe, maybe a fine, and then that's it. There's so many... Do you think? I know. There's, 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 there's so there's, many... There's so many examples from um, racist abuse in a stadium. How is that normally dealt with, like, um, UEFA? It's, okay, cool, club... No, 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 but I'm talking about exact same scenario if it was a, a but, famous white but, athlete. But I'm, if I'm, it was Tom Brady. But I'm giving you examples where we know what it will be because the punishment on the, on the other side is always way more lenient. This is the first time I'm seeing uh, a six-point bullet point, like... A path to redemption when like as key mentioned when white cops kill black people like there's there's look at how much effort and energy the world has to put in just for a trial mm. just for just for a trial but you something know what, that though? is like that, that is normal when you go to when you when you go um on unlawful killings like like all of, we have all of these examples there no one has ever seen this happen and this is okay and how many you, Every time the the sun, uh, on purpose, um, mixes someone misquotes, up. Yeah, misquotes Lukaku, mm. missing mis- up with another person. Never, never, never an apology. There, never the outcry. There. So, like, we see all of these examples. So, the questions for me is not. Back, like, no, but back, but back to the question, though. Back to the question. If, if for instance, and obviously we're speculating. We are speculating because it hasn't, it hasn't happened in a similar matter. And you know, the only thing that changes in this particular um example is timing Kyrie is now like the, yeah. the world in which we are in now has changed from before like post george floyd like pre pre post uh, pre george floyd post george floyd like people are heightened to what people say and how people say when people say where they where they say these things and but the funny thing is i don't know if the organizations would punish a white athlete the same way. For instance, if said ex-white athlete posted the birth of a nation, I don't necessarily believe that they would go, let's find him, let's remove him from the sport, let's take away his sneaker deals. Like, I, I personally, I just don't see that. But that's just because I, I we've as black people, have lived in a world which has been completely unfair to us. 
So for me, but this this isn't even like for me. We already know the answer. Like the example I was going to use. How many? There's a woman uh, recently that, um, or there was a group of students that did blackface. Like yeah. every 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 bro bro fucking Santa Claus is coming <laughs> to Amsterdam. Yeah, every every Every, every fucking year, there is a, a white person that will do blackface. Yeah. And it's just a case of, oh, they didn't mean it, they didn't know, and then it's kind of like swept on the rug. There was some, um, there's a rich uh, white girl that was a student somewhere, and she racially um, abused someone, called, them, called that girl a nigger, and there's a video of... Um, her trying to fight, slap up this girl. She's from a rich, well-to-do family, mm. and n- none of the none of the outrage there. People have agreed that it's wrong, but there's no like six-path step to redemption. No one has ever seen this six-part bullet point ever. And that, that, and to Key's point, I'm just saying like, keep the same energy. That's, That's what you guys think, yeah? Okay, so let, let's just look at the facts, right? Yeah. Factual comment here. When you look at a lot of people um, in power mm. in America, especially mm. like if you look at the the um, che- was it the president is Adam Silver the president of the NBA? What's his yeah, name? He's his like, title? Uh, yeah, yeah he runs the NBA. Yeah. He's, he, he's Jewish, right? Yeah. Um, I believe it's it's quite similar for a lot of NBA team owners and just you know in general quite a lot of wealthy people in the states. And I don't intend that to be a generalist comment. That's just a fact. Like when you when you look at, let's say, white America, there is a prominent cohort of Jewish people in there, right? And that's mm. just it's just a fact. They're, they're thriving. Right. And so if it was the same for the black community, maybe we'd have more power, maybe we'd have more we, influence. We would. To exercise some of these things. I think it's just a case of um, a certain community feeling aggrieved right. and exercising some of the... The power that they have to so bu- yeah. building off to okay, correct okay. it, building off that, then referencing like okay, cool. Let's take it to the music industry where you probably said that there's a lot of black people in the music industry. So if a, not at the high, white, highest uh, level, I don't think. Yeah, not okay, at the so exact level. In, not at the highest level. Is there an industry where you think like we're kind of like doing <laughs> doing well? We, or very, no, like, but well, like this is the thing. Like to, on to, the so. The face of these, a lot of these industries, sports, entertainment, you will see us, but as you climb the ladder, you don't. And that's that. That's just the fact that's been, that's been a thing that has just been true for a very long time. Like going back to your point about power, yeah, like Huey P. Newton said, power is the ability to define phenomena and make it act in a desired manner. Black and brown people have never had power to define what's right and what's wrong to the masses. So, like, instead of being able to have people act in accordance to the power, we get we get dictated to, which is, like, we're, we're not in positions to hold power. We're not, not in right, positions to make... Yeah, this is exactly. Like, we don't have that power. So, like, to your point about what you said about there being, a pro- like, a predominant a predominant force within the higher echelons of life, within uh, government, within sport, within all every every walk of life. Like you're gonna see nine times out of ten a black a white person at sitting at the top of that totem pole, and they have the power to make those decisions. 
which is why I think there's the imbalance in which Stephen's talking about whenever it comes to, like, whenever it comes to sanctions or or rulings that are in a racial space. And I think we've got to the root of the conversation then because the question that I will ask you guys is if if the roles were reversed... Yeah. And I think I played this out in my head. Prominent, Go on. Black people are in these prominent positions. Yeah. And someone from outside of the community made a comment or did something that was offensive. Mm. I think we would we would exercise our power to try and correct that person as well. You would hope. N- you not, would hope not, so. Not in the same. You would hope. Not you, in the same way because I feel can't like say that for sure. We can't say that for sure. But from what I know, like your question is like, okay, cool. If the roles are switched, does in the, in switching the roles, does that mean that we have? We are like, are we pretending that the pain or, or the, the knowledge, or we no. still have that knowledge? Because if we still have that knowledge, for some reason, um, this is a bit of a generalization, but it's also my experience. Like, black community is quite forgiving or quite tolerant. So I think, I think in general, yes, make an apology and a fine. But beyond that, I actually would, would doubt that. I don't know why, but like, from my experience with the communities that we're kind of, Forgive. I don't know where that comes from, but kind of tolerance some aspects and forgiving of, of something, which is no, a little right, bit weird. Right, it's it's right. in our nature. So bro. my thing is this, right? It's in our nature. My That's where it comes from. Like, yeah. But if... Okay, let's look at this. Let's say, like... There, there are a lot of... I don't want to say comparisons. Mm. But both communities, black and Jewish, have faced, like sufferation and like the worst of the worst when it comes to human cruelty in it mm. um the jewish community has gone through a lot equally the black community has gone through a lot there's no comparisons but the facts are there right they mm-hmm. both suffered like huge huge injustices um the jewish community fast forward looking at now have come from that place and have you know managed to acquire wealth, have managed to get into these positions. So I think because of all that context, they are going to become upset equally so when black people are on the receiving end of racism. I think if if there were more black people in positions of power, because of where we've come from, i.e. slavery, we'll we'll feel more pissed off about someone like talking bad on our culture and on our name because we've come from this place to get here and people are still being racist, let's say. So I think my opinion is if we were in the power to correct people in the right way, because do you know what? When you listen to those six points, they're not crazy. No, no, they're they're not. They're not, but I think... They're they're actually relatively reasonable, I would say. the The first three, yeah, sure. Then after, then the second half is like, okay, cool. Like, there's definitely some like um, you, ch- you, cherry, cherry on the cake. Do you mind saying the other three? Sorry, Kieran. Do you mind saying yeah, the, other three, up, the, the last three again? Because the last three. I, I, I don't know if they're that wild. They're not wild, but like having gone through, what they're they're over and beyond what has like we said is normally us. Like, like imagine, like imagine someone saying, okay, cool, you've been racist and you've got to uh, meet with. Um, um, like who who of all the black people are they gonna say yo you need to meet with this brother in order to like you know okay. th- that that's that's a bit that that one's a bit like 
yo, who is this one individual that you singled out from the whole community that was going to pardon the sins? Of, it's almost it's almost elevating that person to a godlike status that he will officially pardon you. Like, who is the black pope that they would send in that scenario to be like, yo, What's, visit what? my man. He's going to pardon... Pope? Like, like... Dr. Umar. Dr. Umar. was... <laughs> <laughs> Point six was very creative. Pastor oh Toby, fam. Like, 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 when when they were doing the when when they were doing the brainstorm for this, like someone someone the number six was a hail mary. Right, like, what, so what were the final three? Sorry, uh, so the last three were anti-Semitic training. Uh, meet with the ADL. Is that, that four? That's number four. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So Last I had two. four and three as being the same. Four and three, I think, could have been the same thing. Okay. Sensitive. Like, yeah. Four. So I agree. I agree with that. Three. Three was. So you agree up until four. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Four and three were the same. Three and four were the same thing. Yeah. Four and three were the same thing. Like they could have cut down a bullet point and made it five, but they're like, you know what? Yeah. Let's get to six in it. <laughs> okay. Cool. Meet with the ADL, which is the Jewish leaders, and meet with Josiah. To demonstrate understanding, so, so and this, three, these three are sanctions. That, could, these are sanctions. Three and five could have been the same thing. You, Bruv, they're not that mad, though. Really, they're, they're not. not they're not mad. And you know what? It, it comes. I think it not, comes from like. Okay, look. I think it comes from if if Kyrie didn't know what anti-Semitism was, right? And he shared this documentary. Like the training is necessary, right? It's like. These are things that we find offensive. This is what we classify as anti-Semitic. I don't believe... Well, not that I don't believe. I, I'm not sure if people know what they can and can't say in order for it to be classified as anti-Semitic. Okay. So I do believe that that is necessary. What I, what my, my issue with it was Kyrie event, like, eventually apologised... Do you know what I mean? He did say, like, I, I do not stand for any anti-Semitism. There are probably parts of that documentary that he believes in. And I think, going back to your... ...to his opinion of what he believes. I'm not saying I believe in yeah. it, but... Going back, and going back to what you said about, like, power and going back to, like, uh, what you said about uh, black if black people had the, the space or the positions in order to make decisions. I believe, like, his his thinking is that he wants to bring to light certain parts of this documentary to let people know, like, well, you come from a royal bloodline, if that's what he believes, right? If that if that's what he believes. And I be, not that I, I don't know his intentions, but if Adam Silver can come out and say that he hasn't got an anti-Semitic bone in his body, who is a Jewish man, and he did speak to, to, to Kyrie, you would believe that his intentions are pure. This is a man that goes out of his way to give back to charities to make sure that people are doing well and, like, like providing for communities. So... So, so, so for the last time, can you read out three, four, and five, please? The, the three, section. four, and five. Yeah. yeah. So three is sensitivity training, uh, anti-Semitic training, meet with ADL leaders, and then meet with Josiah to demonstrate understanding. The, no, so that... Yeah, sorry, so sorry, sorry, three, sorry. Yeah, so, so three, four, and five for me, that's just training, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, but... 
someone deliberately wanted to make that six because you, you all three, four, and five. If you call that training, it's say like nuance chap, chapter the different things. Okay, okay, it? but but say training, and then it's involved in chapter one. Is this chapter two? Is that chapter three? Is that? But to list it out of six, I think someone wanted to make the point of like these are six things because those three, four, and five would be. Because um, you get it at the football association when they're like, oh, rehabilit they say rehabilitation training or um, they call it something. They don't go into detail of what that is, but I imagine it's not like just a quick thing. I imagine mm. it covers other points. My thing is that they intentionally wanted to break it down into six things just to show kind of like the severity of which they're taking it in yeah. order to make you an example right. of it. Because th these, these six could have easily been three but bullet points. Okay, but I'm like, okay, cool. But given the given the timing of it, and Dave Chappelle jokingly said, Kanye, what did he say? He said Kanye West was so bad, he, Kyrie yeah. got in trouble. Yeah. yeah, like the timing was was, was probably the worst. Worst, time worst timing. Something like this. The worst timing. It's almost as if like someone um, in a in a prominent position and from a different community said something immediately after George Floyd was murdered. Like. The timing wasn't great. Yeah. Let's be, and I'm not comparing no. what Kanye said about Jewish community to George Floyd getting murdered. Two very, very different things. Yeah. But the timing was terrible. Mm. I also don't think it helped that he just posted it. There was no context. If this he had is, just said is, something yeah, along is, the lines of like... That's the issue. If he had said uh, black people come from royalty or he had said something that was like... Contextualise it a little bit. Then I think maybe it softens... The blow. Mm. So, so wouldn't wouldn't the first step be then for the, I don't know, the NBA to say, hey, Curry, can you explain what you meant by by this? Because, um, like, even even but don't you think that makes more of an exit? That treats him more like a child. Uh, no, I think it gives him the opportunity. Is 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 proving innocent till guilty? Because even the Ronaldo interview now, I read Manchester United's response, and it was like. We are investigating and we're going to seek clarity on what the context. They, they deliberately use, we want to understand the context before deciding but, what we but do, the problem, what we do there. The problem is Kyrie never gave any context. So th that's what I'm saying. But that's so, Stephen's point, yeah. So, yeah. so okay, can okay, they okay. ask, the first thing, like ask, okay, cool, Kyrie, you've been called to an investigation, can you clarify what what you, what you meant, and then then he can say what it is, and then everybody can make the judgment of that is because it was so ambiguous. But like through, I know you guys said he could have just said this, but he didn't say anything, so it could go. It could go. I think the problem is though, and this is the this is what's so um, treacherous sometimes about your voice being able to spread to millions mm -hmm. via social media is that by that point there were already people who were upset and offended, so it's like. Regardless of what your intention was, the, the outcome is already this. I don't agree with that to an extent because I could say, I could say on my channel that I don't believe in God. People are going to be offended by that. So, so no, it's different. Whether they're offended it's or different, not, though. It's different. Why? Because you haven't said all right. Christians are X. But he yeah. didn't say anything, though. No, but he. he if, but if he post, if he, if you were to post a documentary which says that all Christians are liars, then you'd have to be but held it, accountable it, it, for did, that. But did it say that explicitly? I haven't watched it, but I'm there's, saying like... There's some damning... There are some... There are damning accusations in that documentary that... Yeah, that, yeah. that, that put Jewish people or paint Jewish people in a very awful light. And for that, 
Kyrie was wrong to share without giving mm-hmm. any context. For sure. Do you know what I mean? And that is the reason why, if he hasn't given context, then yes, he needs to give like have some sort of explanation. My only issue w- w- with it, as I've said before, is that like he apologised. He came out and apologised. Mm-hmm. However, it was almost like they were buying for blood because mm-hmm. it's come... In the timing, it's come at the heels of Kanye. We are now seeing how... And and what I did the other day was, um, after the Dave Chappelle monologue, I went on Twitter just to see what people were saying. People weren't happy with Dave, even. Like, Jewish people weren't happy with Dave because they felt like he's casually uh, allowing uh, or, or speaking about Jewish people in a way which can condemn, like... Or, or casually just like laughing about anti-Semitism, and a lot of Jewish people agreed with that. And do you know I? I well, there are opinions on the other side as well, like pe- Jewish people from the Jewish community who some pe- some it. people thought they some yeah, and some people weren't bothered with it at all. Do you know what I mean? It was like I'm Jewish. I find this. I found it funny. Uh, I wasn't offended by it at all. But you know what? Like this is, and this is where my my head actually went. Um, like, we're living in a time where everyone is fighting to let people understand their own personal narrative and struggle. Like, the only problem with it is that one person's reality is not the same as everybody else's, which gives way to criticism. And everyone at one point or another feels disenfranchised and will want to protect, like, we want, want to protect that. And it's like, the fact that we all have phones in our hands that allow us to speak to millions of people at a time, some of us have big platforms, some of us have smaller platforms, there's always going to be this feeling of, like, disgruntlement. And it's almost like there's just so much, so much, like, um, feeling in the air or so much words that are being, being put out into the world that it's very hard for you just to say, just, like, to say anything. And I'm not, I'm not defending anybody. Without context. Without, without context, yeah. Like, you really need to think about the things that you say and put out there because, like, again, like, we haven't even spoke upon, like, what's happening in Iran right now. Like, there are people around the world that feel, like, disenfranchised, without power, without any sort of, like... Um, like freedom and that is something that everybody wants from the highest levels to the, to the smallest level of people and go on bro and what I was like just thinking about was just like everyone's gonna everyone's gonna want to protect their own do you know what I mean black people want to protect their people Jewish people want to protect their people Iranian people, Iranian women want to protect the Iranian women. Like, there's so much happening right now in this world that, um, like, you look around and it's quite like, it's, there's not, not that there's not a lot of hope, but everybody is upset and everybody wants to feel protected. So there's always going to be some backlash when something like this comes out. Because Jewish people have been, have gone through atrocities in history Fact. black people the same do you know what I mean and like to pit the two against each other 
is very it, it, it's dangerous, and it it almost doesn't make sense because no one no one suffering is 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 uh is comparable. Do you know, you can't compare somebody. So people have gone through things. People have trauma. People have things that they like are triggers. Do you know what I mean? And I think that like the the, the only difference, and this is me speaking as a black man who has wit- like witnessed racism and been privy to it and experienced it, and also like looked at it and questioned it, is that like for black people, right? It's always been harder for us to find or gain a position of power. And I believe, right, like, the the difference between... Um, it, the difference between the two, like, cases is that, like, when you look... When you look within the Jewish community, there's a togetherness. There's, like, a real togetherness when it comes to that. Yeah. That, that group and that community of people. But when you look at ours, there's a lot of division. And I think there's three and, three things I think is missing from that is knowledge, organization, and unity. Exactly, I think that's what the Jewish community have, which we we don't. And if you and if you don't have to that degree, and if you and right, and this is not to compare, but if you say you said knowledge, organization, and unity, right? Yeah. So knowledge, our not a lot of our knowledge hasn't been given to us and has been wiped from history. Yes. Mm-hmm. Organization, we have been disorganized for a very long time. Some through infrastructure, infrastructure, and some through our own our own devices, mm-hmm. but also through systemic racism and through which has been documented forever. And unity, there's always been a division amongst us because we've been told that this person from that place is not our brother, or this person from that place shouldn't be from here. And I think like. That you're right. Those are certain things, but those those certain things haven't been widely available to us for such a very long time. And and then to build off that, and then to obviously just kind of ground everything. So I think definitely we all agree that um, Kanye is in the wrong, or shouldn't have said the things that he said. No, anything like um. Kyrie needed to apologise for kind of offending a community with something which we're not sure if he even watched the whole thing or had the full... So did you guys say he can't play until he does those things? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which I, I, I think he's now done all of them. Now. Okay, so, so okay. he's done. So I'd be I, curious to know what the outcome of those things were. Like, what was his conversation with yeah. those people? You know, like, let's... Well, they'll probably give him on a media ban for now. So, like, you, they probably don't want to hear from him for some sort of time. <laughs> they want the news cycle to, like... Right, so it'll be it'll be a while before you okay. hear it, and it might be even there might probably be something that he signed, which prevents him from speaking. So it's actually we started the conversation talking about freedom, and like when we're talking about him have probably having to sign something uh, to be quiet, then it's the the old thing, freedom of speech, and then you read the fine print is very costly. Mm. So cost is very costly, yeah. and the cost varies in depending on the community you are in some of the costs are higher depending on the community you're in so you're free to say what you want absolutely Mm. but it can come with a hefty price tag Mm. depending on where you find yourself uh in society so i think always read the fine print when it comes to freedom of speech 
Yeah, yeah. Is that your closing statement? That was my closing statement, so... See I'm going to wipe soon. the floor of this guy in our political debate. <laughs> wipe the floor. Look, look, look at this conscientious objector. <laughs> wipe the floor. Man, Fenchus Riley, fam. I've got your number. Oh, oh, my gosh. Fence. This, this, little, this little adjudicator next to me. Oh, man. But um, You'll have someone that's not afraid to say this way or that way, go left or right. We don't believe in sweet in the middle on this side. No, I always make the right decision. I, I, I want to like. Oh, I just want to say thank you to both of you for like having this conversation because it is. It's thank you. It's not a. Um, it's not an easy conversation to navigate. I don't think. And as just like people who live in this world and are trying to navigate it as best we can, as number one, just like as young black youths from the ends, but also, like, people that also want to do better and make the right decisions, like, like big up yourselves in it, because I think these yeah, these cool. are, like, conversations that need to be had and they can be sometimes be uncomfortable. And, um, yeah, like, yeah, just safe. Safe for that, I think. And and thank you for providing balance, because I think, I've, like, the, 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 the points in which you raise some of them weren't even in my head. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, I, I really appreciate like you lot's point, point of view and a lot of things. So, yeah. No, I appreciate yours and the questions you ask. And then just to say, um, just to round up on this, is that uh, we are three people who are sharing kind of our opinions and live talking about things through our heads as we think of that. There's a lot of um, currency around like uh, what people should say or do by no means do any of us profess to being like experts or anything but as we try to unpick topics to the best of our knowledge we will rely on each other uh, to sharpen course correct and listen and we invite you guys at home to also join and be uh, part of the conversation I also say that because I do not want to be hit with six sanctions because um, it might take me a while to go through those six <laughs> sanctions but basically um, we're all on our path of, of of learning. This is an open Facts. forum where we have conversations. Hundred percent. If anyone doesn't agree with anything you say, then like um, yeah, I'm up. seeing I'm seeing our Twitter thing go off. So like <laughs> we're on Twitter, we're on IG. Drop us a message. Let us know. Yo, I thought this or I didn't agree with that. Yeah, for sure. And then the conversations ongoing. So definitely. Speaking of ongoing conversations, last week we said we was going to tease the following episode at the end of each episode. Okay. So, yeah. If we're, uh, we don't know what we're going to talk about <laughs> next episode, but we will hopefully all be together for that episode. Yes. I, I am seeing two suitcases in Stephen's I will episode. not. Well, breaking news. <laughs> surprise, surprise, <laughs> lovely listeners. Stephen is not going to be present at the recording of our podcast. Why is that, Stephen? Where are you off to? I'm off some uh, diplomatic issues. Um, issues? Yes. Wow. Issues, yes. Wow. Diplomatic issues which have uh, called for my leadership, content creation, and social skills. So I, I will be acting as a mediator. In, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe we can tuck into uh, some of the things that we do next week. With, uh, yeah, we have a special segment for Stephen like we did when he was in Cameroon. Yeah, for yeah, that'd be weeks. nice. That'd be nice if he gets yeah, round to do it, it and if he's not too drunk. He <laughs> knows. I might even, I might, I might even fuck around and find a mixer and, uh, and uh, <laughs> who knows? Oh, oh, when I say mixer, I'm talking about the electronic equipment, not the uh, 
mixer and the elixir, so to speak. I hear it. I All right, it. well, next episode, Kwame, Kieran and I will be together. In Amsterdam. Stephen will be in Qatar. We'll be together in Amsterdam. Yep. Facts. Stephen will yep. be in Qatar and it's going to go off. So, uh, Kieran, who have we been listening to, my brother? You've been listening to the sounds of the Out of Home podcast with your boys, Kieran, Yaf, and Stephen. Shout out to Kwame one more time. And uh, thank you for listening to us. Like, comment, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. And we'll be back next week. You London boys are crazy. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.